Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back once again to the most watched show in junior hockey. We are deep in the summer sessions. It it has it is it's sometime in July right now. We don't quite know yet, but the air is hot. It's humid. People are flocking to the beach. It's time for relaxation for a lot of people, but for some people, it's a time to get after it, to hit that grind. Whether that grind might be uh you know, trying to trying to shave a, a couple of those weird chip shots out of his game or grind like trying to drink as much coffee as humanly possible in a given day. He's on two grinds, throwing a third one that I haven't even heard of yet. It's Dan K. Dan, what cup of coffee are you on right now? 65, I think. I'm like <laughs> Matt Foley. Been in the basement for the last eight hours drinking coffee. So I think I'm just about ready for today's guest. Or should I say tonight? We're in the night hour here, the bewitching hour. But for you at home, you're listening whenever you listen to the most watched show in junior hockey, the most listened to podcast in junior hockey. And this coach, this is a guy who, you know, we, we connect with all of our coaches, all of our ownerships around the country. We see these guys all around the country, all these gals around the country. This is a guy we have a... A deeper bond with Lucas, one that goes beyond the, the ice to the track. A little NASCAR. You know, I'm in a local league with this guy. I'm not doing well as of late. You know, I'm kind of kind of falling apart as of late, but I'm in the league. And, and this is a community that I know you and I are starting to feel like it's a second home when we head up there. When we walk into the building, when we walk into the the local the local livery spot, you know, the, the little little space inside the rink where folks have some libations after the game or maybe during it as well. We feel at home. We feel welcomed. We feel one of the tribe, you could say here. And this guy, you know, you can roll tribe when this guy's on the ice, when this guy's behind the bench. It's Miller time, baby. We got Ken Miller, one of my coaches of the year, one of my old Dan K coaches. Coach Miller time. How we doing, babe? How's the tribe looking this offseason? Uh, uh, I'm doing good, and we're just plugging away, trying to, you know, build a team for next season, just like every other offseason in June and July. Yeah, and now this past season was a little different for you guys with the massive amounts of success against the biggest rival and maybe the biggest rivalry right now in USPHL hockey, your Metro Jets that you play against up there, the Tribe versus the Jets has been a no-love-lost warfare for a while in the Michigan and Ohio region. Those two states don't tend to like each other at any level. Coach, can you kind of talk to the folks at home about your success this year and kind of about that rivalry you guys have with Metro? Well, it's 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 kind of, I mean, it's obviously a, a rivalry that both organizations have with each other, but it's, it's kind of ironic because, like, Q and I, I mean, we probably talk – you know, we definitely talk more than any other, probably more than any other two coaches in the same division talk. Like, I mean, if we're not talking once a week, it's, you know, two times a week, whether it's through text or what we think we can do to, to help make the division better. He's, he's been a big advocate of the Great Lakes division since we started. And he, you know, I, I tend to try and help him in any way I can, but when you start, thinking about the rivalry and how many times we play each other and how close we are to each other. It's, it's, uh, they had our number for a lot of years up until probably two, three seasons ago when we started to, you know, I'd say close the gap a little bit. And then this year we were fortunate enough to have some success against them. And, um, you know, obviously with being able to have that success came our first division title in a long, long time. So, 
we're obviously pretty proud of that, but we know that that was last year and we got to move on to, uh, you know, this season because um, it's kind of funny when we, that last trip after the Coney dog uh, series, we were on the bus ride home and we, we had finished with a winning record against them and you're, you're supposed to be happy and excited. And the three coaches, all we can think about is, okay, they, they're going to be coming for us next year. So what are we going to, we, we hadn't even been to playoffs yet nationals or anything. And we're thinking about, you know, this is obviously put a sour taste in their mouth. They're going to be coming back guns a blazing. So we have to make sure we match that, whether it's with our recruiting or how, you know, the guys we get in here to play for us. So I mean, it's kind of funny that you, you're thinking about that, about the next season and you're not even through this season yet. Yeah. And that's, that's what rivalries are all about, right? You don't retool, you don't rebuild, you just reload and you continue to kind of go to that heavyweight fight. We'll get back to talking about glizzies and hot dog <laughs> baths and things like that. We'll get you that later. I, Maybe the best sport in all of hockey, Coach Miller, here for what he did. We'll <laughs> tell the story to the folks at home who might not have seen it. Most did on TikTok. That was pretty viral. But, Coach, you look at the offseason, you look at preparing, kind of what goes in to this this organization's retool, this kind of this this reload. How do you go about it? I mean, how much, how many new faces are we going to see next year in Toledo and how many of the same are coming back? Yeah, I mean, we're, this is, you know, last year we, probably had eight or nine returning guys, but we had the likes of, you know, Nicholas Milhorn and, and Ryan Stanley and Hunter Hatcher and a list of other guys that were returning um, to play as 20 year olds. And this year, you know, with the 03 birth year, we we're, we're going to have some guys return. I would say probably around the same number, but it's, I mean, it's definitely a, it's going to be a different team than last season, but, but that's okay. Like, Going into this time last year, we, you know, we had Bailey Bird the year before and Zestel Mazak and guys like that. And they were aging out or going to college. And we were a little worried what's going to happen with our team. And, and as, you know, our record indicated, we were just fine. So um, I have a lot of confidence in in our staff and our recruiting coordinator, you know, Nick Signs, that will make sure that, you know, we have um, – a good team and we, we put a good product up on, on the ice and we're doing everything we can to promote these guys. Now, coach, a lot of times in junior hockey, we talk to a lot of new organizations, a lot of fresh faces, a lot of, a lot of teams that are just kind of starting a brand, but this Toledo Cherokee brand, this, this crew has been together in the family for a long time. Can you kind of tell folks at home a little bit about the history of the Toledo Cherokee, how this thing all got rolling and, and how you guys keep it running today so well? 31 this will be our 31st season in junior hockey started out as a junior b organization in the central states hockey league with the, the likes of the metro jets and the st louis junior blues and um you know cleveland lumberjacks teams like that and uh the cherokee with um guy by the name of scott searing and and coach todd Omi, who's the associate head coach they were fortunate enough to win a national championship in the early 90s at the junior b level and you know it's just it's it's been a great place for local players to play and not only local guys but ever since we brought nick on to do you know become the director of player personnel he's been able to attract talent from all over the country and other countries and you know we've just kept it going you know, you mentioned that family 
atmosphere. And that that's kind of like what we are. There's only four or five of us that, you know, are, are on staff and, and, but we have several people in the support staff system that, that help us, you know, on a game ops day or, um, you know, with whatever the case may be. And we, we've just always had that, you know, family type feel and, and we will stick to our principles and always stay that way. Now, coach, you, you look at this, this Toledo, area you look at the fan base you look at the people you guys bring into this building each and every night when you play a home game and it's some raucous crowds it's some fun environments and they can also be tough i mean we were sitting there after a game with you guys you guys had just won and i watched you you were told by one one wonderful fan that you guys what do you think you're just gonna outscore everyone and then someone else told you you guys weren't scoring enough and i and i went coach man this is a tough environment as you guys led the nation at the time in goals for and in goals against. <laughs> was like, i remember talking to both fans and saying what else has coach miller got to do for you guys it's a fun fan base so i gotta imagine having that much passion in the building and in that city it's got to be great yeah i mean toledo's a rich hockey history it has it from you know our pro team in town the toledo walleye who just lost in the what western conference finals a few weeks ago i mean that that's a team in the echl that's averaging over eight eight thousand fans a night no matter what day of the week they play like people in this area know their hockey whether it's those type of fans or the fans that are coming out to watch us and i'll be honest um when covid hit and the wall I didn't have a season we attracted a lot of fans from that fan base and a lot of those people have continued to follow us uh, especially when the wall I are out of town and, and it's made for some pretty uh exciting home games and uh, you guys have been in our building pretty much the only time when we play metro and you can see the the passion they have for it and it and a lot of it it starts with our you know I talk about our game night ops, you know, the, the stuff that our people that volunteer um, for us do to make sure that the fans have a good experience. And, you know, we're just, uh, we're just trying to plug away and do something different every year and try to get better every season, both, you know, in that department and on the ice. Staying with your fan base for a little bit. Do you think that having that, having that energy, that environment, the, you know, you guys have the, the light show before you go out there. Does that aid in your, your recruiting pitch to players in the off season? Yeah, I think so. I'll go back to, uh, it was, well, Dan like this. It was two seasons ago when, uh, we were looking for a backup goalie for Joey Cormier and I got a phone call from Nick Bernstein and his big thing was, you know, tell me about the city, tell me about, you know, the, the, what he was playing, I think in Twid city and, uh, NCDC. And he was like, you know, what kind of fans do you get? And the, the thing I told him to do was you have hockey TV. He says, yeah. I said, well, why don't you go back? It was December 10th. I remember it. Like it was yesterday. It was the first time you guys were in our building and we played Metro and we actually won that night. I said, go back and watch that game and look at the crowd and look at the atmosphere. And it, it wasn't 24 hours later. He called and said, I'm on my way to Toledo. So, I mean, it, it makes a big difference. We have, you know, we have a great youth hockey association here. Every one of our teams are called the Toledo Cherokee that play out of our building. So those kids are always there. Um, you know, we see them every day at practice. We're, we're unique. We practice at 430 every day. So there's youth hockey kids in our rink, uh, you know, right after we get done until the time they leave the facility. So, 
I mean, it, it's it's a big part of what we are. And, you know, I mean, we couldn't ask for more. I love that when most coaches answer this question, the response is, you know, it's, yeah, you know, I, th I think it helps and it's kind of generic. And, and of course, coach, you're going to have a very specific answer to back up. You're, you're not someone who talks in generalities. You, you get right to the point. That's why we love you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, I mean, we've been to a bunch of games, right? As you've kind of alluded to, not just games in your facility, but we have covered a lot of Toledo Cherokee hockey, whether it's in the regular season, whether it's at nationals. And, and obviously you guys play in an extremely competitive division, right? So what what is the history behind, you know, your rivalry with Metro, first of all, and then kind of playing in that that very competitive division that just grew a little bit this year? Yeah, I did. And, and I'll be honest, um, you know, towards the end of, even towards the end of last season, I think we played Columbus maybe three out of our last four games. And I think two or three of them went to overtime. Like they, they gave us everything they had. And we were actually at the time we were battling for that division title. So, I mean, they're, they've obviously come a long way since Nate took over. Um, you know, last year was, kind of tough with only having four teams in the division. Thankfully for us, we had some out of division games, whether it be Fort Wayne, um, you know, and then our, our three showcases we played, but uh, this year we're real excited adding both Nashville and Buffalo. That's going to give us, you know, at least eight more games uh, in division, but we also have our out of division games this year. We're playing Fort Wayne a couple of times. We're playing battle Creek a couple of times. We're playing motor city a couple of times. We're heading to Tampa again for their showcase. Uh, we'll be at the Detroit showcase. And uh, based on the schedule I've seen, you know, those showcase games are, are going to be tough. We're going to play the squash. We're going to play the moose. We're going to play the havoc. We're going to play the Russian Florida. We're going to play Atlanta and Florida. We're going to play Carolina and Florida. So, um, you know, in, in Tampa Bay, we're going to play the juniors. So, I mean, we really like our schedule. We, we, we understand that, you know, when you're a team that's made it to the national tournament three years in a row, it's, you know, it's on you to play those type of uh, teams and we, we look forward to it. So it, it should be fun. I mean, uh, I would expect Cincinnati to be better in our division. I know Columbus will be and adding, you know, the likes of Buffalo and Nashville is going to give us a little bit of flavor, both at home and on the road. And that, that rivalry with Metro, right? You guys have jumped leagues together. Right. So this is the your two teams are are are, are kind of entwined here. It's it's a it's a little bit of back and forth for a number of years between you two. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, you know, obviously they want to beat us. We want to beat them. But at the end of the day, we respect each other. Like Q, Q and I were having a conversation probably uh, it was a month or so ago. And we were talking about the fact that both of us had, um, you know, kind of had had kind of wrapped up the fact that we were going to be one and two seeds in the playoffs. And then we, we were playing Cincinnati, they were playing Columbus and we both teams swept the playoffs. And it was, it was funny because I had talked to my staff about, Hey, what, what do you think about reaching out to Justin and them and seeing about possibly hooking up with them and what, whether we have controlled scrimmage practices or something heading into nationals. And my guys are like, oh, I don't, I don't think they would do that. Well, fast forward a month and a half after nationals, Q and I are talking one day and he's like, you know, I was sitting there with Jamie and Tina and we were talking about the fact that, you know, we had both wrapped up and he, he said, I, I told Jamie, we should, we should get a hold of Kenny and see if, if 
we could get together and even practice together and things like that. And Jamie's like, ah, oh, he wouldn't do that. So it's like, Justin, we just need to start, you know, talking to each other. And I don't want to say leave our assistance out of it, but start making those decisions on our own because, you know, we had talked about going to nationals. We both want to be successful there. I mean, we're from the same division. Obviously if we play them or they play us, they, they want to beat us. We want to beat them. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're just trying to represent the Great Lakes division and show the rest of the USPHL that, you know, these are two pretty good teams in this division. There is some divisional pride there. Right? I should say there's a lot of divisional pride, right? When you, if you win a national championship, it's your team's national championship, but it's your division's national championship, right? It's representative of how strong that division is in regular season play and regional playoff play. And it's a great recruiting tool for every team in that division, right? Best competition might just be here. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll admit we probably took a little bit of flack for not flack, but I, I'm pretty sure other teams in the league thought, well, they're in a four team division, you know, only two of them finished above 500, um, you know, easy path to nationals. But I mean, when we got out there, both, both teams started out two and oh, um, one, won their third game. So, I mean, yeah, we both fell in that, that you know, I guess you'd call it quarter, whatever you, you know, that pool play when we got reseeded, we lost to Charlotte, they lost to the Eels, but I, I felt like our teams, both of us did, you know, did a pretty good job representing our Great Lakes division based on the circumstance we were dealt with, you know, both Lake Erie and Pittsburgh folding last minute. And then obviously with what happened with Wooster. So, I mean, you know, but now we're moving forward and we're fortunate to have an organization like Nashville in and the guys in Buffalo who obviously have ties to the Columbus group. And we know how Columbus runs. And we were we actually went to Buffalo last year and they came to us. I mean, they play in a great facility. And I, I'm confident that a guy like Brian Thompson in Buffalo would do a good job. And, uh, you know, hopefully when we when we play this year, every game we play is like a Toledo Metro game is, is what our coaching staff is looking forward to. Now, Coach, did they have to twist your arm to make road trips to Nashville and Tampa in the same season? Was that a tough <laughs> sell for you? Or, I mean, I, I got to imagine you were fighting that hard. No, but I was told inside my household that that Nashville trip had to be early in the season so it's not too cold down there because obviously <laughs> I think a lot of parents and family members will be traveling. So we were Extended fortunate enough family to family members. <laughs> yeah, we were fortunate to schedule uh, late September. So that's that's the other thing. Our team last year with with Pittsburgh and Lake Erie folding, um, we we didn't have an overnight trip in a hotel until we went to the Chicago Showcase in December. And as a coach, I didn't I didn't think that was good for our group because we we never stayed in a hotel together as a team. Mm -hmm. We had one day trips back and forth. Um, so you know you get that team uh, chemistry when you're staying in hotels and. We, I mean, we stayed in Chicago. We went on Christmas break. We flew to Tampa. Those were our first two hotels all night, all year until we went to Buffalo late in the season. So when we did the schedule this year, we actually open up uh, on the road in Columbus, come home the next day, play Cincinnati at home for our uh, annual Gataha Day game. And then we hit the road to Buffalo for two games. We hit the road for Nashville. So our guys will have some time in hotels together, you know, building that team chemistry, which I think is good. And, uh, you know, who, who doesn't want to go to Nashville in September when the weather's still good?
Yeah, Lucas, pencil that trip in. We'll see you there. Coach, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, be... Coach, I, I have a little bit of a Dan Casio style piece of review content for you before Dan kicks us into uh, into the next phase here. But you're traveling to Buffalo. You're traveling to Nashville. I want a Kenny Miller Reviews Chicken segment where the Buffalo the Buffalo hot sauce goes up against the Nashville hot sauce, and you have to pick which one you like better. All right, that sounds good. I'll put the whole coaching staff on that. We're all, we're Listen, all three you, of us. So. You force us to eat a bunch of chicken, we'll do it, I guess. <laughs> all right, that sounds like good. That. Well, Coach, we talked about what you like more, a personal opinion about chicken in Nashville or <laughs> Buffalo. Now I ask you personal questions about yourself. This game show, the fastest minute in hockey, started when I was working with the Philadelphia Flyers. We needed some jumbo Tron material. I'll ask you personal questions, like what's your favorite color? your favorite animal things like that simple questions coach all you have to do is give your personal response what what you think about that question and you want to do it as quick as possible the most correct answers at the end of this will win a prize i will not tell you what it is you'll have to be surprised when it happens are you ready coach miller i'm ready all right the clock will not start till you've answered your first question so i'll give you some some time to get out of the gates here i won't i won't rush you right away Time will start after this question. Coach, what is the proper amount of hot dogs to be poured onto a coach after a victory? Dozen. Ooh, okay, I like that. Next, uh, what's your favorite color? Blue. Uh, what's your favorite sports team? Detroit Red Wings. If I stranded you on a deserted island and you can only have one food, what would it be? Huh. Uh, let's go tacos. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? You got one? If not, you can pass. Oh, I do. Um, pass. I'll come back. You can sing it. Okay, I'll come back to Facebook. <laughs> Another musician or band that you love? Uh, I like Kenny Chesney a lot. Worst moment in Dan K. Toledo history, dumping hot dogs on your head or when I gave away that entire gift package of booze to a Metro fan? 100% giving that <laughs> raffle to a Metro Jets fan. Favorite hockey player of all time? Steve Eiserman. Who's a USPHL coach that you admire? Justin Quinville. I like that one. Me too. At a barbecue, hot dog, or hamburger, which one are you going with? Hamburger. A diner, drive-in, or dive? Uh, diner. Soup, salad, or breadstick? <laughs> breadstick. You see me? <laughs> Favorite TV show <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Favorite TV show? Yeah, anyone. Oh, I'm really into uh, On Patrol Live now, the the police uh, deal. I like that. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Coach, would you like a million dollars cash right now? Yeah, but you're not going to give that to oh, me. Oh, Coach, the buzzer hit right as you answered that. It was You were right on the cusp. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he Lucas, knew. Can you review it? Is it Lucas, did he get it? He did not. He did, uh, he did not. Okay, Coach, we're going to put the million dollars back in the safe. I will put right. that away. But thank you for joining us in the fastest minute in hockey. Taylor Swift, our song. Out. the great one. You don't know that one, do you? Of course. It's a slam and screen door. I like Untouchable. <laughs> yeah. I like, uh, I like, I knew, I knew we were trouble. I, I said on another podcast, we are talking with the Vegas Thunderbirds, I said, I've been told before that some Taylor Swift song remind people of me. I don't think that was a compliment. That would, that would probably be mean. Me, that's no, not mean. I knew you were trouble. Was one. Uh, what's another one? Uh, I love Shake It Off myself. Lucas, did anyone ever tell you, Dear Stephen, remind you of them? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got 
had some Taylor Swift in there. She's on tour right now. It's a lot of money for those tickets. Did you pay for those? Yeah. Tours? Well, I, I know my daughter's been looking. <laughs> she was just in Detroit, and uh, she was trying to get them. But, yeah, they were way too much. They're insane. They're insane. We all can't be in Lucas's world and be going to Tay Swift concerts all the time. So are you are you considered a Swifty? Lucas is probably a Swifty. Lucas, are you a Swifty? Yeah, Lucas I, I looks am, like a Swifty. <laughs> I am I am not a Swifty. Um I, the my tickets that I spent um yeah, the Taylor Swift tickets, I think we're going for like 2500 3000 Um my girlfriend went, she did not pay that much money. Um I did pay uh, almost $800 for Metallica tickets for 2024. That is my that is my big spend ticket, but it's been around not, for a while. Could have gotten them cheaper back in the day before inflation, Lucas. Well, yeah. I could have, yeah, I could have gotten them for a nickel back when they started. <laughs> that's a tough move. Well, coach, you did great. That was 13. You got 13, right? We'll find out if that's the number one total. We'll see if you've won it all with that. But I think, I think 13 is a good showing. Lucky number 13. Good. If you got the K Swift song, it would have been 14. I know. I got it late, though. At least you're not, Lucas. Who was it that got a got the, the question wrong, the Tay Swift song wrong. Who was that? Oh, the Swift song boy. Wrong. Also, uh, Coach, let me ask you this one. I've been nice to our last couple of guests and not asked it, but this is the only question in history to get answered wrong other than Tay Swift songs. What's your favorite amphibian? Uh, <laughs> it's tough. Uh, pass. You gotta you got know. You don't, yeah. we, at least, as long as you don't answer squirrel, which one Coach answered? Just that's a mammal. Squirrels, are <laughs> amphibians are like frogs, toads, uh, not lizards, but salamanders. Lizards are reptile. So you got to be Why careful. are you asking that question on a hockey show? Because great. Cause why not? <laughs> that's why the people. That's why the, You see this thing behind me? This is why this guy's putting butts in seats, coach. I get. Yeah, well, I believe that. Yeah, if you if you wanted a if you wanted normal questions, you're gonna have to wait for my bench interview. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do it with Golden Metro and have to kick him off. I mean, watch. But I will tell that you, didn't happen. No, I'm I'm plus with Coach Miller. Yeah. Can I just put it out there? You guys, we went aggregate score, folks. So the fans who are not Toledo and Metro fans listening in, who might have a player who's thinking about playing for the Toledo Cherokee, we give out the Coney Cup now each year with this this side, and the winning coach gets a hot dog bath. So a couple things with that. You guys tied on aggregate score this year, and not only tied on aggregate score, won by reverse scores at each rink, so you couldn't even have a tiebreaker other than regular season record. What were you guys thinking? Well, here, here's the thing. You, you guys had made that comment about um, <clears throat> Metro putting that puck in as the horn sound. Mm-hmm. But let's go back about four minutes. We were down, I think, two or three goals. Yeah. I think we were down four to one, right? Yeah. Yep, 4-1. And we, we scored, and we actually pulled the goalie with, like, four minutes to go. I know now, th- those the guys on the bench knew what was going on as far as the aggregate scoring, and I think some of them were like, hey, you know, we, I don't know that we could score two goals to tie this thing. Let's, you know, let's win this Tony Dog trophy. But, you know, the, the hockey guy in us, like Nick – I think Nick Sines wanted to pull the goalie with like six minutes left. And I'm like, no, we, you know, we still have a chance to win this Cody dog trophy. So we scored a big shorthanded goal. I think it was Jason yeah. Crossland scored it to make it uh four three. I think it was. Is yeah, that, cut it is that yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then wh- whatever it was to, to get it tied in the aggregate scoring. So then at that point we were just kind of, you know, holding on. And um, I think we put 
I think the net was still empty when, uh, what was it? Dakota scored like Dakota as the cuts, horn yeah. sound, mm-hmm. right? Point one on the clock, uh, right? <laughs> so I mean, there's a lot that goes into that, and then and then it was just chaos after that. Obviously, we lose the game, so the guys are a little disappointed in that. We don't know who's going to win the you know the the Coney Dog Trophy, so guys are skating off the ice like who won? Who who gets it? And that's when Lucas runs up and says, "Hey, you guys won the season series," and he says we're going to dump that on you in the dressing room. And I'm like, no, you're not. There's a lot of stuff in that dressing room. Uh, (laughs) If we're going to do it, let's do it out on the ice. So we did it. And at one point the guys were like, we'll just dump it on your shoulders. And I leaned into Jacob Amar and said, listen, I got to change of clothes. Just dump it on my head. And they did. And you know, the rest is history. I do want, I do want you to know the warm water in the hot dogs that cooked them all game long was not my idea. I just asked for a, I said, just enough water so coach does whatever coach wins doesn't just get pelted and rained on by just dry hot dogs. And instead, they were, I opened that thing before we brought it down. It was they were boiling in there. Yeah, they put it, hot it, water. It would have been meat. better with just the cooler filled with just hot dogs. But uh, it's funny because we had a staff meeting tonight right before we came on, and, and um, Todd said, "What are you guys talking about?" I said, "Anything." And, and um, I said, "I'm assuming they're going to talk about the." Pony dog cup and he said man you smelled like hot dogs for four days after that which is not true because i i waited for all the guys to get out of the dressing room and i i took took a quick shower in the dressing room before we got on the bus which we did change the water going through that pipe to hot dog water so we apologize for that (laughs) (laughs) and then also folks i did uh coach let me do one thing two years ago at the uh the toledo home game uh that we went to for the the before the Coney Cup, but when it was Metro versus Toledo, we were out there, and I was asked just to pick one one ticket from a bowl with thousands, thousands of opportunity for this wonderful lavish gift package and a cooler and a bunch of bunch of liquors for the parents and drinks and and mixers and I picked the Metro Jets parent and the booze rained down so hard that I picked it, called it. And ran. I didn't know what to do, so I just sprinted out of the booth. The, like the booze rained down like hot dogs upon Dan K. <laughs> oh, it was rough. That was that was definitely coach. It was a good good call in the uh, the minor chats. That was uh, well, definitely the worst moment. Not only did it have you know, a cooler full of booze, it had Cherokee season tickets in it. It had Cherokee swag in it that she took home. So who knows what she did with that stuff? But oh well. I mean, it raised a lot of money for our organization, and that that's something that we do in that whole you know, family type atmosphere. We, we do a lot of fundraisers and um, we try to keep our costs down for the guys by doing those kind of things. And, you know, um, that was another example of us raising some pretty good money. So, and you guys do such a good job there just with, with fundraising, with putting this organization together, with making that, that family feel and environment for every player that comes through at the end of every season, when we see your roster, we see a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys that are bought in, not just to each other, but to the coaching staff, to everybody in that building, to the fan base, and to the to the name on the chest, right? Not the name on the back. And and coach, can you kind of talk about your philosophy and what you're looking for in a player? What what a player should be to to really qualify to play for the Toledo Cherokee? For maybe those parents and and players look for an opportunity to play for a program that's been around for 31 seasons now. Yeah, I think. I mean, we, we talk about this, Nick and Todd and myself, we talk about it all the time about how sometimes we feel like, you know, 
loyalty in the game of hockey is kind of kind of gone out the window, right? And and I feel like us, our organization is loyal to kids. We're loyal to families, and you know we we kind of expect that in return. Sometimes we don't get it, and we understand. Like kids, we, we tell a kid that played for us this year that's going somewhere else next year. You you have to do what you think is best for you. We think staying here and playing for us is you know what's best for you, but that's a decision you have to make. You're, you know, in a nutshell, you're the customer, right? We, we're, we're trying to do what we think is best for our organization. But at the end of the day, the kids have that decision where they want to play. And um, we, we just preach that, you know, that whole, that whole family thing. Like our, I mean, it starts, I mean, think about it. We got guys like, Mo, our equipment manager, he's been with this organization over 15 years as our equipment manager. We're like one of the few teams at the tier three level that have a full-time equipment guy. These guys come in, they get, they get treated. You guys have been in that dressing room. You've seen the kind of work he puts in. I mean, whether it's a home game, you know, we, we do what we need to do after the game and we head to that uh, establishment inside the arena where you guys are. And he's there till one, two in the morning, washing uniforms, we get home from a bus trip from Columbus at, you know, one thirty in the morning. He don't leave till four o'clock. So it's those kind of things that we do for the players. Um, Nick Signs does a great job contacting schools, getting, you know, uh, getting our kids out there as far as, you know, exposure to colleges. Todd, Todd's been around the Cherokee for 31 years and, you know, he's a, he's a, got words of wisdom for all these guys. You wouldn't believe how many guys come in and sit in that office and they're in there sitting there talking with Todd before I even get to practice every day. So we try to try to have that family atmosphere, but yet still uh, instill that these kids put hard work in and um, put, put everything it takes to have a successful program on the ice. And fortunately for us, the last, you know, four years, we've, we've done that and we continue to, grow both on and off the ice. And now coach, this is a question I've asked a lot of guys that I admire around the game for this time of year for some of these younger guys watching. I mean, it's the summer sessions we're calling this, right? A lot of people call it the off season, quote unquote. I mean, what's your take on what a player should be doing this time of year? Like how much is on ice? How much is getting away from the game? Like what is, what is your philosophy on, on this, this time of year? Well, I mean, we we'll just go off of our exit interviews, you know, we played 44 regular season games, two playoff games. Then we hit, you know, headed to nationals and and played what four games over there, whatever it was. And we got back, took a day off, had the guys come in, did exit interviews. We asked them to, to take some time away from the game. I mean, we practice like one of the things we tell kids when we're recruiting them is like junior hockey is a huge commitment. Like, especially if you're in high school, you, you miss the proms, you miss the homecomings, you miss, you know, because you're, you're playing on the road somewhere. You have a home game. I mean, we're, you're you're practicing every day. You're working out. Um, you're in video sessions once or twice a week. Uh, you know, all those kind of things. It's a huge commitment. So when the season ends, we ask you to just take a little break, and then we just kind of go over what we feel if a kid is either coming back to our program or moving on to school, what what we think their game needs to improve on as they head into next season. So whether it's skating more or working on your hands or all those kind of things, um, you know, but we're in a unique situation here. Our ice comes out 
first uh, of June and doesn't go back in until 1st of August. So it's hard for us as an organization to have skates throughout the summer. Um, Nick does a good job. He actually told me tonight he's planning on getting some ice up in Michigan so we could have some skates with some guys. So we're willing to do whatever it takes to get our guys on the ice or uh, future players that we're recruiting just to get in front of us. But um, that, that's kind of like how our off season goes when it comes to, you know, telling guys in our, in our program or guys that we want in our program, what they should be doing in the off season. Absolutely. Love it. Lucas, do you have anything left for coach before we get to our parting words and let him get back to his night and getting ready to probably yet again, have a better, better go of it on a Sunday during a NASCAR race than I do this, uh, <laughs> this summer. No, I mean, I just wanted to reiterate for the the folks at home that, you know, everything you've heard tonight is from a, a team that we've worked with for, for many years now, a coaching staff that we certainly love. And, and, you know, they have a full back bench. They have coaches that are dedicated. They play in a competitive division with new teams added this year. They take care of the boys on the road. It's a quality organization, a city that's passionate. And, you know, it's, it's, and for us, I think it's, it's gotta be one of the, one of the great places to play in the junior hockey landscape. Yeah. And, and coach, you guys do an incredible job up there. We're going to get to our parting words where we close this thing out. We're going to give our last thoughts, our last feelings to the folks before we get, get away for summer a bit. You know, we work on our golf games and coach, maybe we can play a little 2v2 down there with you and, or 2v3 even with you and the boys. A uh, little scramble, Dan Casho versus Toledo in Tampa this, this winter. But Lucas, your parting words, anything? Usually have nothing. He's taking his headset off. Oh, he's falling asleep. Oh, guys, he's falling asleep on the air. That's he's okay. rolled out of the... hey, This guy had nothing to say to you, Coach. Well, what are your parting words, Coach Miller? How, what do we got for the folks at home? No, I just appreciate you having me on. And I, I tell you guys this every time I talk to you. I, I appreciate what you guys do for the USPHL. Like you're a big platform for us. And I want you to keep up the good work. And as I've told you before, anything that you guys need from me, uh, whether it's, you know, putting the word in with the league office or, you know, anything I can do to help you guys be successful, you know, please let me know. Well, my parting words always go along with our guest and with Coach Miller on with such a storied program like the Toledo Cherokee, I've got a little something I've made up. You learn your history you can tell the future. And what do I mean by that? I always like to tell a story about the Toledo Strip. People wonder, why does Michigan hate Ohio so much? Why does Ohio hate Michigan so much? It all starts in Toledo. The Toledo Strip was a, a fought after, a sought after territory between the states of Ohio and Michigan that nearly started a war between states. Yes, that's right, folks. Back in the day, states could have gone to war if they wanted to. New York and New Jersey almost did it at 1.2 over territory. And eventually, the Toledo Strip was given to Ohio with the Upper Peninsula given Michigan as, as kind of a truce, like let's get this over with. The U.S. government stepped in, avoiding war, but the war has been waged in sports ever since, including the Metro Jets and Toledo Cherokee. You can also learn the history of a program like Toledo. And 31 years of success, look at the names that run the organization. It doesn't change, folks. It's the same people. It's that same family. It's that same care. It's that same touch. And when you learn the history of an organization like Toledo and you put yourself in the present on that roster in that building with a coach like Kenny Miller, with the guys in that room and the gals in that building that help you throughout your journey, your future is bright. Get to Toledo right now. 
Roll Tribe, baby. Looking to repeat. Lucas, Coach Q's not been on here yet, so Kenny Miller wins again. Chalk up another W for the Cherokee. Coach Q wins the Most Handsome Coach in Junior Hockey Award and is too big time to call Dan K. He's sending other people my way now. It's Miller time, baby. We love Coach Miller. You want to learn more about the Toledo Cherokee, reach on out to him. Roll Tribe, we thank our sponsors. Remastered Sleep, it's the water bottle of your dreams. Stop snoring with just a sip. 10% off at checkout. Dan K shows that coupon code. Selly Salt, sprinkle it on your next meal. It's delicious. Hockey Moms made it. Body-Trick.com, go there today. All natural products for everything you need. From a hockey parent that understood, you know, we need to recoup our muscles. And you can get rid of the smells in your locker room with their penalty kill spray. It's all natural. It's antibacterial. It does the job. You can also go to gmusport.com, pump yourself up today, a little protein powder, pre-workout, everything you need, and run with the Bulls. The Pueblo Bulls, the presenting sponsor of this season, we're getting close to new sponsorships coming up. For, so, so for those companies that want to brand their name with the most watched show in junior hockey, reach out to us now at dankshow.com. Coach Kenny Miller, roll tribe, baby. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.